What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IrelandStar.com. Um, yeah, this is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hello. And it's uh, we're hanging out here on this nice little Friday. It's 2 p.m., and uh, you're getting cozy with uh, Nerd Thug Radio. You know what I'm saying? Except it's like the middle of the day. You can get cozy in the middle of the day. What do you say? <laughs> that was drunk me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so you can get cozy at 2 p.m. That's cool. fair. Yeah, man. Just because you don't get cozy at 2 p.m. That's a lie. I get home at like 1 and I take a nap. <laughs> okay, that's pretty cozy. All right. Yeah, oh, to be a college student. Like, the high school's always like, college is going to be real hard, and then, like, your classes start at noon, you get <laughs> off at one, you're like, whew, that was a long day. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was a little taken aback by how, like, d- high school doesn't do a good job of explaining college to people. No, not at all. Because it, the structure that they've built on you for the first, like, you know, 18 years. Completely, completely useless. Totally doesn't apply to the next four. Yeah, you don't show up at college at 7 a.m. and then yeah. are there till 3 o'clock in the afternoon like it's a full-time job. Right, like you might take two classes and eat five meals in that time. Like, what are you even doing at that point? Like, right. It is a weird, a college day is a weird day. That is 100% accurate. Even, so you're doing, you're doing a junior college. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the community college. So, but even that day, you're still like, it's like three hours of school. Yeah, you're not in some sort of like. I mean, I got I got a two hour class and then a one hour class and then on the other days of the week I have two one and a half hour classes and that's it. And like living and on I'm, that's a full time student by the way. Right, right. Well, that's the thing is like so living on campus, that was a crazy thing because like it's just a bunch of just a bunch of nineteen year olds living on and just trying to figure out what to do with their afternoons. Right. Well, now what do I do? Well, whatever you want, but don't fail anything. Oh, so I can just do anything? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. But don't fail anything. Yeah, don't fail anything. So what do I do? Whatever yeah. you want. Whatever. Um. Yeah, man. College, college is definitely weird, and there's no good way to. I guess they're trying to like crank habits into you the first eighteen years. Right, but I mean, like so they, that, they fall out of your head in like two days. Yeah, because because they're garbage. <laughs> the the one thing that drove me crazy was living on campus. But I had the one math professor who was like, "You have to turn in homework." Ugh. What is that? What's like that about? Yeah. I, yeah, that didn't go well for me. Um, anyway, welcome to Nerd Thug Radio today. Any, Co- any college, the college hours. The college hours. Except I'm the only one in college. That's true. It's like I never left, though. <laughs> it's not accurate at all. <laughs> no, it's not. I've had a million careers and a billion things since then. Um, let's do this first. Let's, let's, I got some interesting news today. All right. So... Hit show from IDW, all right? IDW Entertainment, the comic book company, yeah, was producing a hit television show for sci-fi like <laughs> three years ago. Good for them. <laughs> Two years ago, 2018. Well, I shouldn't exaggerate. Uh, Winona Earp. They had just finished the third season. Fans were strong. Things were looking good. Sci-fi had renewed. IDW didn't have the money. Oh, no. So we talked about this at the time that 
Like, everyone had showed up for work for season four, and then they basically were told, like, we don't have any money. They were like, you can take this time off. We'll figure it out. We'll call you. Don't call us kind of thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> don't call us. Our phones aren't running. <laughs> yeah. We didn't pay that bill either. So here lately, uh, in the last four months or so, uh, that the lead actress, uh, I don't know her name, so I need to look it up. Well, okay, so series executive producer and showrunner Emily Andres has started tweeting out stuff, like pictures of the script, uh, the first table read, things of that nature. Um, but now it's been officially confirmed, season four is back. Yay. So sometime in 2020, season four will hit the sci-fi airwaves. Yay. It's being produced in Calgary by 724 Films and distributed by IDW Entertainment. Uh, And the girl's name is Melanie Scrofano, and she's the one who basically basically outed IDW as being broke um, two years ago. Because they were, she was like, "It's my understanding that it's a financial issue is why we're not back at work." Because people were like, "Why aren't? Why aren't?" Like, they're like, "What happened in season four? I thought it was happening." Yeah, and then they're like, "It is. They have no money." Right, right. So basically, in that scenario, Sci-Fi has told you they will pay you for a season four, but they, I believe, they pay post delivery. Right, they pay you for a show that's done. <laughs> yeah, you got to give them a finished show, and they pay you. And so IDW was like, well, we don't have any money to make the show. We hope you know, we could have gotten no money before. And they're like, that's how that works. Nah, that works at all. Uh, matter of fact, in show business, something I've learned, uh, just doing a lot of reading and checking out interviews and like, as I love the behind, you know me. I love, I love learning how, how the, uh, how things are made, how the sausage is made. I, I am the, how do they make the sausage guy? Uh, um, this is made as one of the best television shows on the planet. Yeah, I do like that. Um, so, for television, it's typically the second and third renewals where the money gets good. The first four se- uh, most contracts will be for three or four seasons of a show under set pricing. Like actors can make X amount of money, the producers make X. And the producers, a lot of times, will produce those shows at break even or a loss. Not a big loss, but a minor loss. Uh, for the networks, because. When they get to the next set of deals, they get paid way more. They get paid way more. The five through eight season and then eight and on, those are, first of all, five through eight typically is when reruns kick in. Because after 100 episodes, it's really easy to sell a syndication package. Mm-hmm. Got to have 100 episodes to make a good looking syndication package for networks to want to buy. So, like, if TNT wants to air the Angel series. They may they they pay X amount per episode they air, but they want to pick the best episodes, and usually they're looking at big round numbers. If you've got a hundred episodes, you probably have got thirty that we like. That's the kind of idea that they use. Right. So a hundred episodes is kind of the magic number. So that's usually five seasons. Five times twenty-two is one hundred and ten. So usually in your fifth season, you hit the good numbers. The good numbers, and then from there. After that, the actors start making a ton of money, but that's because there's a ton of money on the table because the producers are getting back in and they're also getting back in on the syndication and royalties or re-airs and stuff like that. So the money at that point is way, way better. Way better. So what happens is there's only a couple guys in the industry who really develop from scratch their own shows anymore. Talking about the guys like the Big Bang Theory dude, 
when you go through the the crew who put together the Big Bang Theory, the producers of that show, aren't they like crazy? Like yes, they are like, like everything. That's they good. are massive legacy guys. Like I think one of them was one of the original producers of Friends. One of them was like one of the like when you look at the resume of the producers of that show, it's 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 like stacked. Yeah, these are the guys who make the hits, and that's and that's how that works. Those are the only guys who can afford to stay in it long term. Um, right, cool. They because they have tons of money because of all the success, but that also means they gamble a lot. Mm. Gambling is fun, but a lot of the shows only they, a lot of okay, so you make a pilot to see if a show works. Yeah, so a lot of times shows don't even get out of pilot. Yeah, they'll be written and scripted, and then they'll just sit as a script forever and never get made. Well, they, uh, they make just that first episode. Yeah, they make or they make a pilot and it's never picked up. Right, and then a lot of times if a network picks up a pilot, they'll also give you notes. Uh, so if I believe it's Friends where the pilot doesn't have a couple of members of the cast in it. So they added more. Well, uh, it, no, it had it had other actors. Oh, so like the internal pilot that that NBC looked at. For friends, I believe Lisa Kudrow is not in it, and essentially they just they they were like, eh, you know, it's it's okay, but we need a different Phoebe. So they did it. Ooh, they, good job, right? And then they get it right. Uh, it's just an interesting thing how all that works. And so season four, like, you're not quite there yet. You need to get a little bit deeper in the rotation before you start making the big money. So for IDW, this is a this is a big moment. Yeah, uh, but getting the show back out is going to help them tremendously. So that's really interesting to me. I think that's really intriguing. I bet you they were pretty broke because they had to buy back a bunch of their licenses that ran out. Um. Oh, you're talking about like the Transformers and all the different comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting about some of that is, okay, Disney owns Marvel Comics. Yeah. Disney Comics comes from IDW. So Disney comics are licensed to IDW, not through Marvel. Yeah, super weird. That's a weird thing to me. They've held them. They've held them for so long. <coughs> they've they've worked for them forever. Yeah, but if you own a comic book company now, how do you not move over? Some of them have, like Star Wars. Star Wars, yes, but that but also there was a long standing thing where Marvel had made Star Wars before that. That's true. Marvel was the original Marvel or Mar- of Marvel. Marvel was the original creator of the Transformers comics. Yeah, that's true. Like way back in the day. I had a bunch of those. They were interesting. I have the first volume of like the big omnibus. Oh yeah. It's pretty cool. I think omnibuses are great. Um you know what? Before we get into this next part of this, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about Cox ATA? When we come back though, I would do want to talk about Graphic novels versus single issue. Because there's some interesting quotes that came out from Image today. Okay, that makes sense. Or this week. Uh, Cox ATA Martial Arts, leader in ATA Martial Arts with three convenient locations. They have one in uh, one in Conroe, one in the Woodlands, and one in Magnolia. They have all kinds of different courses available for three if you're 93. Uh, they have Taekwondo, Tai Chi, Self-Defense, various different courses. It's very flexible, people. Uh, mention Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. It's a great way. To get the year rolling, get a good good thing going for you. You. Yeah. Uh, they build leaders. They teach life skills. They leave a legacy. Yeah, uh, Cox ATA are great guys. We have a lot of fun with them. Yeah. Um, also, they've just been big supporters of me personally, so I always want to make sure I take care of them and say thank you. Uh, they're gonna have a shout out in my next comic book, another day at the office, issue two, which sweet, is sweet, uh, almost complete, and then going to the printers here soon. I'm a little worried about Chinese New Year. But we're keeping an eye on it, and hopefully we're going to get in under it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, 
Yeah, so Image Comics, a couple of the smaller books that they do, mm-hmm. the creators have taken a look at the numbers, and they've decided to go strictly graphic novel. I think that's a smarter idea. So for some of these books, I, I think it is. And I think, so here's what, so here's the deal. Uh, the books that are going over, and I don't have the list in front of me, one of them is Crowded, which mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't remember what it's about, but it's one of, it's critically well-received, but their sales are probably in that four to six range. Yeah, not like super big. Yeah. Probably, yeah. They're, they're the, people, the people who are reading it are the people who like it. Yes. So they're going out to get the issues. Correct. But in bookstores, the graphic novels are doing very well. Right. So at a, at a much higher rate, they're selling the graphic novels than they are the individuals. Mm-hmm. So what they're going to do is they're just going to move completely over to graphic novels for Crowded. I think that makes sense. I've always been more of a fan of graphic novels because, like, if I'm getting a story, I want to be able to finish it. So, okay, so you don't know about the heyday of comic books. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a young boy. You are, and you kind of grew up in the era of anime, where anime and manga and all of that, they, they, they do that. The complete stories are in one book. In comic books, they used to do this thing. So, like, if you read 1980s X-Men, mm-hmm. so give you an example. Uh, the Inferno Saga, which is the story of, as simply as possible, I'll try and do this. Cyclops marries, Cyclops is heartbroken, Jean Grey just died in the Phoenix storyline. Okay. Uh, in the Dark Phoenix storyline. He meets a girl, a woman, who is the clone of Jean Grey, a woman by the name of Madeline Pryor. He falls in love with her because she reminds him so much of Jean Grey. She is a clone, so she should, really someone should have been like, hey, isn't that Jean Grey? And he's like, no, that's just this woman that someone grew for me. Thanks. Uh, Mr. Sinister, turns out, grew Madeline Pryor because he's, he's trying to get him a Summers baby. He thinks the Jean Grey Scott Summers baby is going to be super powerful. Which is true. It winds up being true. Uh, Madeline Pryor, though, it turns out, makes a deal with the devil and is the Goblin Queen and takes over New York and is trying to, like, I think summon hell, essentially. Is a storyline, and someone said comics made sense. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> so one of the sexiest, most impractical costumes in all of comic books is Madeline Pryor Goblin Queen costume. When they did the Secret War stuff here recently, and they updated everything, and they made a Goblin Queen War World, mm-hmm. they completely changed her costume because the artist was like, "I like the old one, but it just doesn't make sense when she's fighting. There's no way you're not gonna have." Slippage, <laughs> he said. So we made something a little more practical. Uh, <laughs> How dare you make practicality a you reasonable jerk? <laughs> um, but uh, so, if you were to read a trade of the Inferno Saga, throughout the issues, there's stuff going on that doesn't get solved in that trade. Yeah, the the characters are dealing with other stuff as they're dealing with health coming to New York. Uh, right. So that was the old way of storytelling was your A plot could be big story that takes four to eight issues to solve. Cool, no problem. But you also had a B, C, and D plot going on. Right, So the people had been reading for a long time. Right, so in the background of this, of these big events, there would be stuff going on where people would be talking about, like, man, I can't believe that happened in Dallas last week. Like, we've got a lot to talk about. And then someone's like, all right, well, let's hash it out. And someone else is like, guys, hell in New York. And they're like, okay, hang on, but we got to talk about Dallas. And so, like, 
There would just be this be, stuff happening. Be sure to talk about Dallas in issue nine. Right. So there'd be stuff going on where where like you bought every month because there was so much you the ongoing soap opera drama of the X Men. Like Chris Claremont was great at that. Well, you don't necessarily do that now. Now you can kind of everything is fairly self contained. And while there are some long things that kind of go through sometimes, but that's that's fewer and farer between. Mm-hmm. Uh, Invincible was good at that. Robert Kirkman did a really good job where if you, if, as you go from trade to trade to trade, in the background you see certain characters going through stuff. But even that was fewer and further between than in the traditional sense. Right. Um, but yeah, I th- those were the days where it justified buying monthlies. Also, graphic novels weren't as big of a thing back then. Really, Frank Miller kind of, shoots the graphic novel industry with steroids when he does The Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, there just wasn't as much love for the graphic novel. Bookstores didn't know what to do with comic books back then. Right. Also, comic books were everywhere. They were in Walmarts and newsstands and all kinds of places, so there was kind of this feeling like... What do we do with them? Comic books are okay, so we don't need to do other stuff. Why would you even create a second product right. when you're selling a million copies of this one? Right, and graphic novels make sense like nowadays because a lot of people really want like a story to latch onto. Yeah, they want. And it's very easy to go into a bookstore or even a comic book shop and be like, "I just want this storyline because I heard it was good," and then just buy that one, and they'd be like, "Oh, this is great! I want to know what happens around it." Right, and then and then that's how you kind of transition from graphic novels to monthlies. But you're right, like okay, if you saw Age of Ultron mm-hmm. in the movie theaters. Yeah. Came to comic time like man, like I don't know, I don't know anything about the Avengers, but Age of Ultron was cool. What do you got as far as Avengers and Ultron? Like, what can you show me? Yeah, and there's and there'll be different trades that they can give you that'll have complete Avengers Ultron stories in them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. That's that's really a good. That's almost like a starter drug, right? Like, yeah, it's also a lot cheaper. It's way cheaper to buy graphic novels than go and find each individual issue. Yes, it is. Well. Uh, I think six issue trades. I think yeah, they when price. You, when you, when I think they price on, basically like equal. Yeah, if you're going like on the smaller trades, but if you're going for like bigger storylines, then yes, you're right. Way way cheaper yeah, to get thirty dollars, but instead you get usually yeah. twelve, fourteen issues in it. Yeah, you're coming out ahead at that point. You're right about that. Um, where are we at time wise? Uh, we're really good on time. We're good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so there's been a lot going on this week in the world of a uh, of of comic books and pop culture. Uh. A little heartbreaking news. They're going to be pushing back Avengers. Oh, well. What do you mean, oh, well? That's oh, well. What? It's fine. If it's better, it's fine. What? I'd much rather them push push back a movie than, like, release something that's garbage. No, not a movie. The, the video game. Oh, also fine. No. Same same, same response. No. 100% fine. I don't, why are you okay with this? Because I've seen plenty of games where they're like, it'll be out soon, and then it comes out and it's garbage, when they're like, hey guys, I know we tried to finish this early, but we couldn't, so we're going to push it back a little bit. No. Don't be mad at me. No, I am mad at you now, because you're taking their side. You're telling them it's okay to be late. Like, they need to deliver. Like, if you, if you, t- man, if you come out and you tell me, like, hey man, got video games come out especially okay it was october august somewhere in that range when they were like next year avengers early 2020 that's like nine six seven months then when they actually announced the date i think they announced april 
So you're like, oh, man, okay, we got, yeah, okay, all right. That's like four months. Now they're saying September. If this gets pushed back again. Yeah, if it gets pushed back a third time or a second time, that's yeah. when you start getting more concerned. But if it's one, usually if it's one, you're okay. Like once they're like, we're getting pushed back again, and then we're getting pushed back again. Like once you're once you're past like three, the game's never coming out. <laughs> and they hit you with the last Guardian, which came out twelve years after it was announced. Yeah, I don't understand how that happens. That drives me crazy. That's weird to me. I just re-downloaded uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, I'm gonna give it another playthrough. Heard it wasn't that great. Well, a lot of the things I'm mad about that people were upset about was like all the that it was just horrible and buggy and unfinished. Horrible. Yeah, when it was released, it was unfinished, and so I played through it early on. So I'm gonna play through it a second time without the issues and see how I feel about it. That's fair. You never know. It might be the best game ever. Might be the best game ever. Said no one ever. Oh. Oh, that hurts. I'm going to hard stance. <laughs> yeah, you really are. Uh, all right, when we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. Stay tuned. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, Conroe, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. For people interested in saving money on car and home insurance, they should contact Sean Myers Insurance Services. If you look on Google, you'll see plenty of five-star reviews for these guys. They're great. They're an independent agent able to shop over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price for that customer. They do specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. They would want you to know that they consider their customers family and that their policy is caring and, and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you have. The interested party should call 936-760-5963 if they're interested in saving money on car insurance today. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here on this Friday. It's, uh, it's a nice little day out, though, man. Yeah. It's, not, it's not cold at all. They've given up on the cold completely. I know. January? What's that? Winter is canceled. Uh, you can hear us on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, yesterday was our very first sports show on Sports Talk Channel. Oh, yeah. I've already heard from the president of everything that's important. They said they loved it. We're the best people ever they've ever heard. Cool. I made that up. Uh, but I am expecting that email because we are awesome. Speaking of awesome, let me tell you guys about my friend, Mr. Donnie Utah. Um, he works over there at the Seth Meyers Insurance Services, LLC, and it's important to know that they're an independent insurance agent with the ability to shop over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price. Specializing in home insurance as well as bundling the auto to maximize discounts, they're a family-focused 
place where they consider all of their guests as part of the family. So their policy is caring, and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you have and where you're getting your savings from. Make sure to call 936-760-5963. 936-760-5963 at the Seth Meyers Insurance Services. Let them know you heard Nerd Thug Radio. Sell them your services there and get on there and save you some money with our buddy Donnie Utah. Um, Speaking of just being awesome, I think I have a new hero in my life. Who's that? This is a weird one because... Probably 12 to 15 years ago, you you would have felt like this guy had failed. Okay. Seth MacFarlane. All right. So the reason I say that is about 15 years ago, Family Guy had been canceled from Fox twice. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Uh, Me and my buddies actually went, and it was a late night. We used to hang out. So we used to all have crappy minimum wage jobs except for Austin because he was a race car driver. Uh, But the rest of us had terrible jobs and we would hang out at like we wouldn't even get together until like 10 30 at night we would hang out until like four in the morning and then we'd all go tired and exhausted to work the next day um we went to walmart because at midnight that tuesday night because dvds used to come out wednesdays what a weird world family guy season three was coming out it had been delayed like two years and finally enough people had complained that it, they were like okay fine Sales of Family Guy Season 3 were so successful that Fox had no choice but to bring Seth MacFarlane back. He then later on goes to sign like a $100 million deal with him in developing four TV shows. Uh, Family Guy, American Dad, uh, The Orville, um, The Cleveland Show... I believe there was one other one that he developed with them for a little while. Well, he's now signed two more deals just in the last couple months. Um, You ready for this? No. So, NBC Universal has leveraged its multiple outlets to land Seth MacFarlane. This is according to The Hollywood Reporter. The creator of multi-billion dollar f- of multi-billion dollar franchise Family Guy left his decades-long home at 20th Century Fox on January 10th, and he signed a five-year, $200 million TV deal with NBC Universal. Under the pact, McFarlane will create new content for the company's entire portfolio, including Peacock, and he'll have the ability to sell to outside buyers like Netflix, while still being a free agent on the film side. What the heck? So he got paid two hundred dollars. Two here's two hundred million dollars. You can still work pretty much wherever you want. Yeah. It's, okay. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember the Born Baller brand? No. The shoes for like Lonzo Ball and all that. With the so the dad Lavar Ball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the ball bro, because all his sons play basketball. Yeah. So he made these shoes, and within two weeks, his his son flat out behind like, the scenes was like, I, they're they're they're, bi- they're, they're bad cheap. Shoes. They're falling apart. I can't wear them. So they let him wear whatever shoe he wanted as long as it wasn't the same brand on consecutive nights. Yeah. So he signed his shoe deal with Baller Brand to wear whatever shoe he wanted. What a great deal. This is the same kind of concept. He can still... You make content for us. And you could still sell to Netflix or make movies or... <laughs> right. Um, the McFarland deal is NBCU's biggest since the overall markets exploded in late 2017. 
although Dick Wolf will soon easily top it. Yeah, that guy's got like nine shows on NBC right now. He does all the Chicago stuff and the Law and Order stuff. So. Dick Wolf is an amazing man. <sighs> Great name too. Offers uh, the the other thing is he stars in the Orville. So it's not only that he makes a show, he also is writing, yeah. directing, and producing all these other things too. Right. He's literally all. He's like half the characters in Family Guy. Right. Uh, so it's what's being discussed right now is a varied slate that includes musicals, political dramas, historical anthologies, and animated shows. He already has multiple projects in the works with NBCU and is particularly interested in developing for ratings challenge basic cable or sci-fi. Uh, this is really interesting. Uh, so also TBS separately renewed their Family Guy deal, not Family Guy, American Dad deal, for two more seasons. Uh, for, let me find the numbers here. Seth, uh, TBS has renewed Seth MacFarlane's long-running animated series American Dad for two more seasons. The series is set to celebrate its 300th episode this season. Wow. Uh, American Dad is ranked as a top five cable company, as a top five cable comedy. The current season is reaching an audience close to nearly 18 million people. Wow. Uh, I don't see any numbers here, but I'm going to bet for two more seasons of American Dad, you're talking to probably at least 20 million. That's crazy. It's genuinely crazy. Could still do, could still sell projects to other places like Netflix, and could still make movies. Right, what a restriction! And probably just sign just in the, in the month of January of twenty twenty, just probably signed himself a solid three hundred million dollars worth of contracts. Right. Oh no! What, what a life we live. How insane is this? It's pretty impressive. I feel like he, like, for a minute, everyone didn't like him. <coughs> or not even didn't like him, just he wasn't doing too hot. No, I, I think I think everyone didn't like him. I think you're right. I think he was ahead of the culture, though. I think so, too. Because Family Guy... Well, American Dad has seen a massive resurgence because when it came out, no one really cared about it. I thought it was terrible. I hated American Dad. I hated American Dad. And, like, as the years have gone by, I've heard more and more and more about it, and now everyone's like, oh, American Dad. It's like no one said this like three years ago when it was still. So does this make you kind of question sometimes when stuff goes away too soon? Where you think like, I mean, you got to think about it. Family Guy was canceled twice by by Fox. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely think there's some shows that are. I definitely think there's shows that are criminally underrated. This happens a lot in animation because it's expensive. It is. Well, to me, it uh, it brings me back to the Young Justice people. Right, I think Injustice is probably the best superhero cartoon that's being made ever. I think I think uh, Justice League Unlimited was good, and it, I think Justice League Unlimited was the best until Young Justice came along. Mm-hmm. Young Justice does the adult DC heroes great, and even better the teenage heroes. I'm just confused how these guys aren't given everything. Like, how right. is this not the production house for all? D- like, how are, how are they not making like five shows for DC? Right. I think it comes down to it's expensive, it's hard, and but action who shows. Who cares? They're nailing it. 
They are, but if it doesn't, it's it's much harder. It, their their profit margins are so much smaller, and it's much harder for them to do that. But clearly, it's not like if you find the right, if you give someone the right chance and find the right audience for them. Oh yeah, no. I mean, because you're given. I mean, NBC is well, given Seth MacFarlane two hundred million dollars to develop. This isn't what they're going to pay him to do the shows. Right. This is a developmental part of the deal. Here's two hundred million dollars to cook up shows for us. That's insane. Absolutely insane. I mean, that's that is an opera. I mean, first of all, it's an acknowledgement of his success, right? Right. But then beyond that, it's just this massive opportunity for this guy to keep creating. Yeah, and he's just gonna be—he's gonna be one of the—he's—he's he's already a household name, and he's gonna remain that way for the next fifteen, twenty years. But it's—but think about where he was. Just less fifteen years ago, ten years ago, ten years ago, two thousand five. Yeah, so ten years. So uh, let's say two thousand three. I think is what season. Two thousand four, two thousand. You might be right. It might have been two thousand five. Somewhere in that range, though, is where, like, he's got to be feeling pretty low as a creator, right? And then Fox is like, "Well, our new thing's Bob Sparkers, so we'll see you later." (laughs) And but. First of all, Bob's Burgers is amazing. It's it's a really good show. It is. But I'm just having a hard time wrapping my brain around the idea that like Fox bailed on him and then he crushed it. Oh yeah. And he continued and like they and they brought him back and they're like, Well, gamble on you just this once and he's like, All right, fine. And just knocked it out of the park. And just killed it. They gave him like a five show deal. I uh, $200 million to develop TV shows for NBC Universal. Plus, he could still go to Netflix. Plus, he could still do whatever. And, and he could do movies if he wanted to. And apparently, he's got his sights set on sci-fi. He wants to work for the sci-fi channel. I hope this means more Dark Matter. To me, Dark Matter is one of the best shows on sci-fi, and it, it disappeared completely. Well, that's what will happen, is that a lot of these shows, a lot of shows disappear. There's been a lot more failures than there has been successes in the world. Always. That's really f- okay. It's funny you say that because I think season four, the return of Family Guy, where it was like when it was advertised, like, oh, the show canceled twice, it's coming back, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. They, the intro is like Peter going, hey, they can't, they uncanceled our show again for the second time. We get to go back to work, blah, blah, blah. And Lois proceeds to list every show that Fox has premiered and canceled in the span that they were gone. And, uh, He's like, well, I mean, it won't happen again unless blah, 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 I'll get canceled. And like, <laughs> it was just funny because like the idea, like, he points out every like he went at him, and then he stayed after him after that. He made fun of Fox a bunch. Oh yeah, a bunch. Well, after that, they, he was they were eating out of his hand. His Family Guy became this huge like cultural phenomenon. <laughs> it really did, and for a moment, it was a massive cultural phenomenon. And he's an incredible talent. Also, the idea of so I've written a pilot for a show, and mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say that it was anywhere near that kind of quality of talent, but it was it was a complicated process to go through. Right. And then the idea that to be directed and to be in it, uh, and I did both, but like again, nowhere near as important. And also, I sucked in it. Like it, I they, I probably took as so many takes to get through my lines, <laughs> and then by the end, I was kind of just like improv in it as I went because I I couldn't remember all of my lines like. It's a pain in the butt. It's a pain in the butt. So for him to be so many characters in so many shows, that's already a huge chunk of his time. Right. 
And then on the flip side of that, he's developing even more stuff. It's just uh, like, when will it end? Never, probably. <laughs> like, there's only does he so eventually far. just get his own app? Like, yeah. Welcome to Seth MacFarlane Network. This is everything I've ever done. Like seven thousand episodes. Right. I do. I feel like he has more content than the DC app at this point. Just him alone. Yeah. Honestly, if you if you if you go raw episode count. Uh, 300 for American Dad. I was just forgetting it already. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right if you look at it that way. You might be right. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up how many episodes Family Guy has. Oh, like, at this point, a like, thousand? Right. So, <laughs> so we're just going, like, raw, like, number of hours you could be on the app. Yeah, no, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on that, he probably wins. He probably does win. Because, like, uh, I was like, oh, I don't know, there's several movies, but if you're going on, like, Actual airtime hours? Yeah, I don't even... Well, the Simpsons... Oh, it's a lot less than I thought it was. It's 339 for Family Guy. Oh, that is kind of surprising to be that low. So, Family Guy and American Dad put together... 700, 670. Yeah. That's a lot. And there's still two more seasons of American Dad. Family Guy's still not gone, I don't think. No, no. And the Orville is still alive. Orville's still going. Uh, And then he's got other stuff happening, too. Well, the Cleveland show, too, was out for a long time. So 88 on the Cleveland show. Wow. Okay, so almost a thousand episodes. Yeah. Holy smokes. So, like, he's done a lot. Good and he's Lord. in every single one of those episodes as multiple characters. Yeah, because he, yeah, he does different voices in each of those shows. That's insane. That's insane. And he's still, and he's still doing other stuff. Uh, a Million Ways to Die in the West was a good movie. Yeah. Did you ever see it? No. You gotta check it out. I did watch the trailer. The trailer's pretty funny. It's just interesting because, like, he he's a sensible person living in, like, unreasonable times. Right, yeah. And so, like, there's just stuff that happens. He's like, oh, God. Oh, that was terrible. And, like, some people would just cough and then die. Like, <laughs> it was just funny. Like, there was just a lot of stuff. They're trying to pull an ice block, like, up a barn, window shoot into a barn. And one of the ropes breaks, so it falls and squishes a guy. And uh, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, that was so unexpected. And then another time they're at a fair, and, like, a herd tramples through and kills a guy. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like, the West is terrible. And it's just funny because that's probably how it was. There's probably a lot of people who were like, I don't want to live here anymore. Uh, that was Jimmy Dean just crushed by an ice cube. <laughs> Literally a giant ice cube fell and smushes a guy. Like, this is what OSHA is for. Like, that's what you also got to think about, like, when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like, you took 30 hours of OSHA. Yeah. Like, oh, there's God. all kinds of stupid restrictions that people have, like, gotten hit or died on. Well, every... Uh, that's... Uh, okay, without getting too political, every time someone talks about, like, industry choking regulations, I promise you every time they make a rule, it's because, like, 50 people have died doing that. Right. Every time they step in and go, okay, guys, everyone has to wear a helmet now, it's because there was, like, 50 head injuries the last year alone or something. And right. Like, because a brick fell on some guy's head and he died. Right. Or uh, there was a guy, there was a customer who died at a Home Depot because a bag of concrete fell off of a top pallet and landed on him. Wow. What do you do with that? Like, you just can't stack stuff that high, that heavy, right? Like, Right. Too much potential energy. <laughs> I, I mean, squishing a guy. Guy got squished at a Home Depot. It might have been a Lowe's. I don't want to smear people. But 
the reality is somebody didn't make it. That's sad. It's it, it, you gotta have some rules. Gotta have some rules and regulations. There's just no getting around it. Just no getting around it. All right. Uh, how are we? How are we on time? Do we got time for something else? Or we need to go to a break. Uh, let's go to a break. All right. We're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back. We got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hi, Conroe. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. For people interested in saving money on car and home insurance, they should contact Sean Myers Insurance Services. If you look on Google, you'll see plenty of five-star reviews for these guys. They're great. They're an independent agent able to shop over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price for that customer. They do specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. They would want you to know that they consider their customers family and that their policy is caring and and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you have. The interested party should call 936-760-5963 if they're interested in saving money on car insurance today. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. We're hanging out here on this 104.5, 106.1 sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Hanging out here on this Thursday. Friday now. Oof. Oh, oh, wrong day. Time travel. Hanging out here on this Friday, doing our own little thing here. Um, Before we get into anything, let me tell you guys about my friends, The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Make sure to come hang out with us tonight at Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more, where I will be playing hero clicks and giving away prizes. Uh, Also, make sure to come by Saturday, January 25th. They're having their one-year anniversary party. That's going to be a really big deal. Uh, And then Saturday... Sunday, January 19th, is D&D Adventures League from 4 to 8 p.m. It's $5 to play, and this is the regular, not the juniors. If you spend $5 in the store, you get to play for free. Uh, the Adventures begin comics, games, and more family-friendly, well-lit, great place to come by. They got demo games. They got all kinds of great stuff. Uh, they got my little comic books in a box set aside just for me. I love that place. It's great. You guys need to swing by and come hang out with me. Come see me tonight at The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More on 1488 in Conroe. Uh, all right, so you had something you wanted to talk about here. Right, so the Morbius trailer came out. Ooh. And it's pretty good. It's not bad. Um, I'm I'm still excited about the Spider-Man universe now that they've patched things through with Marvel. So, now that Tom Holland is probably going to be in both universes, it yeah. seems like that's what they've kind of agreed to and settled on. I think that lends a lot more credibility to 
these movies. Yes. However, I kind of hated the Morbius trailer. I thought it was good. Uh, all right, do you, give, give me give me the run of like what did you like about the trailer? Um, so it gives good background on the character if you don't know anything about him. Okay, that which a good trailer should. A good trailer should. Uh, we get to see like kind of where it goes, but it doesn't give a ton of the plot away. And this is a teaser trailer. This is not like a final trailer right before the movie. Get hyped for all the cool action scenes we're gonna have. Like they just gave us the little. They gave us basically like. Here's the setup. Are you going to watch this or no? <laughs> and so it did everything a good trailer should, which is introduces the character, makes me interested in the conflict, and then I'll see where it goes from there. This is a character origin story, but true, it's, all, it's also true. on a character that isn't really explored a lot, especially in the cinematic way. Like, this is Morbius. Like, this is where, like... like yeah, it's I know the name Morbius, but I don't know anything past that, and I know he's a vampire. <laughs> he's the living... It's Morbius the living vampire which is very important he's a vampire due to a attempt to cure a rare genetic blood disorder that he has so by attempting to cure himself he actually makes himself far worse and becomes an actual living vampire that he's not dead so he's not undead most vampires are technically dead and they are just undead powered by evil magic or something he is a vampire of science which is cool and also I feel like Spider-Man fights a lot of scientists. Well, yes, he does. And that's sort of his world is sort of like technology. Like They do a better job touching on this in the Ultimate Universe that genetics uh, and like altering the genome is like a big part of superpower, superhero, supervillain type concepts. Oh, yeah. And that the next war will be one of genetic superiority, not of like necessarily national borders, but sort of, like, who has the biggest superheroes. That makes sense. Because, I mean, all Peter Parker's, the lizard was a scientist, Dr. Octopus, Green Goblin, Green Goblin, Morbius. Yeah, there there are a lot. And then the ones that aren't are involved with ones that are. The Spider Slayer people, they were all scientists and inventors. Um, No, I think that's that's accurate. I'm not a big... (sighs) I'm not a big Jared Leto fan. That's fair. And I'm not a big Michael uh, Michael Morbius, the living vampire fan. I've been buying the new series from friend of the show, Avita Ayala. Mm-hmm. We interviewed her from Comicpalooza two years ago where Into the Wild was just coming out. Yep. And that was her comic book. Um, since then, she's basically exploded all over comic books. She's writing James Bond. She's writing... Uh, for Valiant Comics, and she's writing for Marvel. Uh, she's all over the place. All over the place. And she's doing great, and we wish her the best. Uh, I'm not a big Morbius fan, though. I'm not a huge, huge fan of Morbius. Uh, I just, I never could get into the character. And I like what they're doing there in the book, uh, but I just don't know that it, I don't know that it's good enough to make Morbius interesting to me. It's just a me thing. I'm just not in. I'm not into it. I'm just not. It's like the Joker all over again. Sort of, yeah, yeah, honestly, no, it's exactly like the Joker, because, like, none of the previews really kind of motivated me to be like, I'm interested, I want to see what happens. Here's where you lost me on Joker. When the director says publicly, very early in filming, that, like, yeah, we're not going to have a Batman in this movie, and there's no Harley Quinn in this movie, and Joaquin Phoenix is kind of his own standalone guy. What? 
And then they just kind of go, yeah, we're going to make a movie. See you later. Bye. Yeah, no, th- that announcement was weird. It, it just it, That announcement was weird, but the movie turned out great. It got nominated for a bunch of awards. Yes, they've rushed it back to theaters now because of all the different Oscar nominations and trying to get as much money as possible out of you. Uh, are you going to go back and see it? Probably. It's a good movie. Really? So that good, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That good, he says. He says he loved it. Okay. Um, staying on the topic of interesting entertainment movie TV stuff, mm-hmm. Crisis on Infinite Earths is back. Uh, after like a six-month delay, apparently. <laughs> like three weeks. But it felt like forever, I'm sure. That's crazy, right? They do three episodes. One, of, I think they were... I think two of them were in the same week because they air different days. Yeah. So I really think it was like Tuesday, Wednesday. Hey. And then like the next week. And then and then, and then like two weeks. A break because of the yeah. holidays and New right. Year stuff. So they've now come back. And in the... I think it's towards the end. I haven't seen the episode, so I don't know. Towards the end of the episode... There's a very interesting cameo. Full spoiler alert, guys. Now I haven't seen the episode. I don't know what happens in the episode, but I will. But I will talk about this crossover because it's interesting. Ezra Miller, in costume. The Flash costume. Shows up in the Flash show. Because, the show Flash Grant Gustin uses the speed force to travel between dimensions and crosses paths with with his flash with the other flash so they're trying to <laughs> they're really trying to save this flash movie <laughs> <laughs> how long ago was that supposed to come out <laughs> like, that's, that's like, what you get from all that is they were just like hey don't forget about this flash movie we made it we're real proud that we made it they haven't made it that's the point <laughs> <laughs> they haven't made it i <sighs> Is that what you get from that? that they it's just, 100% what I get from that. They just wanted to remind everybody that, hey, they made a Flash show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. The, the Flash is supposed to come out in, like, 2018. It's 2020. It's, it doesn't even have a director, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I saw a director on the... I, I have heard now that it's, like, it's a... That they're all in agreement that it's happening, but I don't know. Like I'm, com- I'm convinced that, like, the camera guys are running this. It's, <laughs> like... Flash movie. That's really what I'm. This is this is the true director. The true reason they wanted to bring. Also, because they try, they're trying to like tie everything back together again. Even though they're changing their Batman. I don't know. So I don't know. Got a name. This article is from August. So I'm pretty sure this is the guy who quit. I don't know. Who knows anymore? DC so disorganized when it comes to that. The Flash has a, a release date, though. Has another one, you mean? The Flash is set to open in 2022 summer. Oh, so they, they gave him two and a half years to make a movie? <laughs> they gave themselves two and a half years to turn a movie in. You ready for that? No. It's going to be the worst movie ever. <laughs> Um, it's going to be Flashpoint, too, because there's nothing else they're going to be able to do. Yeah, because of all the actor changes and all that? Right. Yeah, I think I do think that. Wait, this is weird. Is it even on the docket? The Warner Brothers has dated the fourth Matrix movie and The Flash for summer openings in 2021 and 2022. But I thought The Matrix was opening the same day as John Wick 4. 
Is that 2021 or does that come out this year? I would think it's this year. Maybe. Maybe it's the same day on two years. Did John Wick come out last year? Came out last year, yeah. Maybe it's not, then. Maybe they take their time. Yeah, I, I, I would assume it would take them two years to make that movie. I think they could make that movie in, like... They could probably make it in an afternoon. I, like. I, bet they could, yeah, I bet if they had enough crews, they could probably make it in an afternoon. But I honestly bet that they make it probably... Like probably Realistically, one. probably in, like, Six two months. months. No, probably two months. I mean, there's probably, like, three or four months of pre-training for the fights and all that, yes. And the stunt work... But so we'll just say actual we'll, filming probably two months. We'll we'll just say six months to make it. So they probably won't start working on it for like another six months. So like, just to give you an idea how film works. Uh, the guy in a, okay, you know the movie a few a few good men. Tom Cruise, Kevin Bacon are the two lawyers. Yeah, Jack Nicholson is the uh, general. Mm-hmm. The assistant to Tom Cruise's defense. Is he's a comedian and he does funny roles. I can't think of his name though. Okay. Uh, but he was just on uh a podcast that I was watching where he talks about how Jack Nicholson got paid something like twenty million dollars for five days worth of work for a few good men. Wow, that's a pretty good turnaround. So basically. Uh, I guess his agent is basically like, listen, Jack will give you like two weeks. Like you got a week to do it. So they go, I guess you film all the Cuba scenes and you sit down for a week and you're for like three days and you just film and film and film all. They said they were, they were in there for a day and a half in the courthouse stuff. And, uh. The director came to Jack Nicholson after the end of the day that they had left. It was his last day on set. They came to him and said, "Listen, are you flying out? What are you doing?" Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Yeah, I've got a f- I've got a flight at like two in the afternoon tomorrow." And he goes, "Can you stay until noon? We can't afford to pay you your rate, but there's just some shots we really want to get that we just don't have yet." So he said, "Yeah, no problem." So he stayed the extra the extra day. Does a half day's worth of work, and then he gets on a plane and leaves. Five and a half days. Boom. He's done. Uh, the funny part of that story, when he tells it, he's a comedian. I wish I could remember his name. But when he tells the story, uh, when he's telling the story, they're sitting there, and he, and he goes, I told the director that I could do Jack Nicholson's speech in the movie because they were doing a bunch of back and forth with the judge. They'd already filmed all of Jack's scenes. They now needed to film all the judge's reactions and, and shots and all that. So they could do close-ups of the judge during the show. Mm-hmm. So the guy does this spot-on impression of of Jack Nicholson, and it's the speech. And he does the speech like <laughs> like 25 times that day, but he does it in a Jack Nicholson impression. Uh-huh. And he said the, the first time he did it, the crew was literally just clapping because of like how great and funny it was that like he could he do could, it. Like, kind of like capture like the... Right. Because he's like, is it you, Lieutenant Weinberg? Is it you? Like, And he, he, he said he just does it like perfectly. And like the whole crew was got all excited and give him a you know standing ovation and all that. I think that's pretty funny. That speech is obviously one of the mo- like one of the most memorable speeches in all of television, all of movie. Uh, it's the you familiar with it? The you can't handle the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do love that one, man. Uh, that's a good thing to go out on. Let's go on on that. Let's get out of here talking about you can't handle the truth. That's what we'll do. Uh. 
at th- at time at places you don't like to talk about, like at your cocktail parties with your friends. Like he's just so like, <laughs> like he just gets them. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather you say thank you or or take your place on the wall. Like <laughs> he's just brutal about it. Uh, all right. I'd rather everyone else just say thank you and enjoy listening to the show. That's what I'd rather. Rather. That's right. So thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, Conroe. Thanks, 104.5, 106.1, IR Lone Star. Uh, of course, Sports Talk Station for hosting Nerd Click Sports now. Uh, on behalf of Cox ATA, Sean Myers Insurance for Donald Williams. And uh, for the adventure begins, comics, games, and more, a little brother Nico and myself, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hi, Conroe. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. For people interested in saving money on car and home insurance, they should contact Sean Myers Insurance Services. If you look on Google, you'll see plenty of five-star reviews for these guys. They're great. They're an independent agent able to shop over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price for that customer. They do specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. They would want you to know that they consider their customers family and that their policy is caring and, and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you have. The interested party should call 936-760-5963 if they're interested in saving money on car insurance today. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oliver wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio.